Watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96, Comcast Xfinity, and Channel 30, Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. Now on to the talking news. Three things to know about the April 12th Selectman Meeting by Joanna K. Zuvalis. Here are the highlights of the April 12th Selectman Meeting. First item, new facilities director hired. Steve Dorrance has been hired as the new facilities director for the town and school buildings. He starts on April 30th and replaces Gerald Boyle, who officially retired on December 29th. Four finalists were interviewed for the position, and Dorrance rose to the top, according to town administrator Patrice Garvin. He said by working, uh, he has been working for the state for the past four years as Bureau Director of Facilities for the four Department Public Health Hospitals, two million square feet, 45 buildings, and 1,000 acres of parking. Dorrance has been a member of the National Trust for Historic Preservation for 20 years. He said he loves the character of Belmont. I'm looking forward to making some of these old buildings even more beautiful, he said. Number two, future uses of incinerator site to be discussed. Town meeting will be voting on appropriating $777,000 from the Landfill Stabilization Fund to demolish the incinerator site. Town Administrator Patrice Garvin recommended getting getting input from uh, the community about their ideas for post-closure use of the site. Selectman Chairman Adam Dash said that they will have a public meeting. We do have a ticking clock on this now that we, uh, that we took title. We do have to actually do something, and we have to cap it, and we have to know what the post-closure use is to determine the appropriate cap, said Dash. Selectman Vice Chairman Mark Paolilio said that the Belmont Youth Hockey Association would like to put a new skating rink on the site. They have met and discussed it with Paolilio, Gavin and Garvin, excuse me, and Director of Community Development Glenn Clancy. It does align with what we are going to do on the site with the high school. It's almost like we have to start thinking about this sooner than later, he said. Garvin said that the the cost to cap it will be considerable. The funds from the stabilization fund may be short, and there may not be enough to build something for recreational use. The cap design could be dependent on the future use, said Dash. Garvin suggested having the meeting June 18th. However, the date will be announced and publicized. And item three, housing production plan approved. The selectmen approved the housing production uh, plan proposed by the Belmont Housing Trust. The plan demonstrates 
25% of Belmont's current households are eligible for affordable housing, according to Gloria Leipzig, co-chairman of the Belmont Housing Trust. Belmont currently has 365 affordable units of housing, which are considered affordable, but 2,400 households that are eligible for the affordable housing. In particular, there's a need for senior housing and housing for young and newly formed families in Belmont. The housing production plan identifies locations throughout Belmont where development opportunities exist that would help increase affordable housing options. There is an article on the warrant for the upcoming town meeting from the Belmont Housing Trust for $250,000 of Community Preservation Act funds to be set aside to help accomplish the goals of the housing production plan. And now over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. What's next for Jim Williams? The outgoing selectman says he hopes to serve the town in the future by Joanna K. Zavellas. Jim Williams served his final day as a Belmont selectman for his elected term on April 2nd and said he plans to stay involved. I'm not going to withdraw, he said. I expect to be involved in some of the citizens' petitions going to town meeting, and I'm interested in other things. He said he hopes the board will keep him in mind for future committee appointments. He said he didn't run to be a long-term selectman. It was a three-year commitment. He will be turning 72 this summer. His decision to run in 2015 was based on concerns about two specific issues, the growing unfunded employee benefit liabilities for pensions and other post-employment benefits, which were $150 million at the time. His campaign slogan was, A Better Way for a Better Belmont. I had no committee, no fundraising, nothing, but I wasn't worried because I was merely trying to bring attention to those two aspects of our financial situation when I couldn't get through to anyone that was in a position to do something about it, he said. Early on in his campaign, Williams gained support from solar proponent Phil Thayer, active committee members Aaron Lubien, Kate Brown, and many others. During his three-year term, Williams managed to get a committee in place to study the unfunded OPEB and pension liability through a study. The liability was reduced by $108 million from $210 million, more than 50%. At his final selectman meeting, April 2nd, the board approved the water and sewer rates for fiscal 2019, which include funding for OPEB liability payments. And according to Williams, this will reduce scheduled payments by $6 million over an 11-year funding schedule. Similarly, approving Light Department proposed funding would reduce future scheduled payments by an estimated $9 million, he said. He's advocating for a five-member board. Williams said he was unhappy with the structure of the selectman job, which doesn't allow the three-man board to talk to each other outside open meetings. He sees that as a tremendous disadvantage, 
which is why he put forth the citizens' petition for a committee to study increasing the number of selectmen. The petition was approved at town meeting last spring. Williams said he plans to support the, the campaign for a five-member board of selectmen, which is one of the articles for this spring's town meeting. If there's a five-member board, I can talk to four of the members one-on-one -on -one about anything if I want to, but they can't tell any selectmen what I said, and I can't tell any other selectmen what they said, he said. With a three-member board, Williams said there are voids that exist, and other people in town become, quote, unelected selectmen. He believes the town should have a five-member board with a rotating chairmanship and one member in charge of the light board, one in charge of unfunded employee benefits, health care and pensions for active employees and retired employees, someone in charge of schools, and maybe someone in charge of bylaws. Each of those people could talk to other selectmen about their assignment instead of sitting there. I've never been in a position where you can't talk to peers you are managing with, said Williams. He calculated the time he spent with his fellow board members to be about 120 hours per year. He said if a five-member board is approved by town meeting, he may decide to run again. Now over to Max. Thank you, Claire. New Minuteman High School building reaches topping off milestone. The Minuteman High School building project has reached another major milestone. In ceremonies attended by hundreds of students, dignitaries, and Minuteman supporters, Gilbane Building Company used a 185-foot crane to lift the final steel beam into place over what will become the new high school's main entrance. Erection of the 24-foot beam, painted white and signed by students, teachers, elected officials, and well-wishers, marks completion of the steel structure of the building. What a beautiful sight, said Edward Boquillion, the school's superintendent, as the final steel beam was lifted into place in what builders traditionally call a topping-off ceremony. A U.S. flag and small tree were also attached to the beam. Jack McCarthy, executive director of the Massachusetts Building Authority, told the gathering that the ceremony, quote, is meant as a celebration of the workers, unquote. He singled out workers from Iron Workers Local 7 for special recognition. Speaking on behalf of the area legislative delegation, State Senator Cindy Friedman, Democrat Arlington, praised state and town officials for keeping the project moving forward over the past 10 years. We did it for all those people back there, all those kids, Friedman said, as she pointed to hundreds of Minuteman students standing behind the state and local dignitaries. We are so proud of Minuteman. In addition to McCarthy and Friedman, a host of dignitaries attended the April 12th ceremonies. They included State Senator Dean Tran, Re Republican Fitchburg, Representative Jay Kaufman, Democrat Lexington, and Representative Jennifer Benson, Democrat Lunenburg. They were joined by town managers, select board members, and area school officials, as well as members of the Minutemen School Committee, the Minutemen School Building Committee, the school's program advisory committees, the Minuteman Futures Foundation, and the Campaign for Minuteman's Future. Despite some challenging weather over the fall and winter, the Minuteman project remains on schedule and on budget, school officials said. 
Students are scheduled to start classes in the new building in the fall of 2019. Look what a skilled work workforce can do in less than 10 months, said Boquillion, as he surveyed the concrete and steel building skeleton that will become the new Minuteman High School. He described the new Minuteman as, quote, the school of the future, unquote. The new school, with a design capacity of 628 students, is being built on the Lincoln side of Minuteman's property. The new school will combine 16 career and technical education programs and a robust offering of academic programs under two career ac academies and five pathways. The topping off ceremony is a traditional builder's rite, marking the point when the final steel beam is list lifted into place at a construction site. A tree or leafy branch, along with an American flag, are often tied to the beam to represent good luck and to demonstrate patriotism. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Dramatic Club presents musical Godspell by Joanna K. Zuvalis. Since 1903, the Belmont Dramatic Club has been providing a variety of live theater entertainment for a range of audiences. This year's spring musical Godspell is, uh, is just about anybody who likes really happy music, according to Cheryl Ann Welsh, artistic director, co-producer, costumer, and junior vice president of the Belmont Dramatic Club. Godspell is a musical based on the gospel according to St. Matthew. Welsh said John Michael Tabalik wrote Godspell as his senior thesis for his master's degree in theater in the 1970s. He attended a service and found it long and boring and sad, she said. He used many of his own fellow students as the characters which is why they all have normal names except for Jesus and Judas. He produced it and opened it in a little theater off Broadway, and he never went back to the university. His professors came to the show and liked it so much, they sent him a letter saying he would get his master's degree, said Welch. According to Welch, Godspell came out at the same time as Jesus Christ Superstar by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Weber was furious because he thought Tabalik was stealing his material. He came to the show angry, wanting to get Tabalik, and he left loving it, saying it's not anything like Jesus Christ Superstar, and it's such a joyous, happy theatrical performance. Three of the event highlights include the music to Godspell is iconic, the score by Stephen Schwartz has so many hits that people know, especially the song Day by Day. Just catchy songs that will get stuck in your head for days on end, said musical director Eli Schildkraut. Second is the dancing. My cast is dancing their hearts out and acting and singing and everything. I've thrown them a loop for every number there, there's choreography, uh, choreograph, for, and they have to rise to the occasion, said choreographer Warren Friedman. Item three, entertaining Bible lessons. The story of Jesus' life is told through music, comedy, and dance. Writer and director and original director John Michael Tabellick and composer Stephen Schwartz wanted to put the gospel according to St. Matthew into something that would be not preachy, but joyous and happy and community building, said Welsh. And over to Claire. Thank you, Bob.
Belmont Women's Club hosts an author. Author Mark Kantrowitz gave an entertaining talk about his recent book, Old Whiskey and Young Women, American True Crime Talks of Murder, Sex, and Scandal to a packed Selectmen meeting room at Town Hall for the Belmont Women's Club on April 11th. Kantrowitz is a former prosecutor, private attorney, juvenile court, and appeals court associate justice. He is also the most highly published author on Massachusetts state law with, among others, books on evidence, criminal law, civil law, mental health law, and juvenile law. He is the godfather of the Massachusetts Guide to Evidence used throughout in, in all courts of the Commonwealth. Kantowitz has also published three historical books for the Images of America series for Arcadia Press. He writes two columns, Law and History, about once famous and now forgotten crimes of our past, and Unsolved, about unsolved murders in Massachusetts with runs in Lawyers Weekly. Now over to Max. Thanks, Claire. Gallagher Remodeling wins gold for Belmont Project. The Eastern Massachusetts chapter of the National Association of the Remodeling Industry awarded Gallagher Remodeling Incorporated of Belmont with team member GMT Home Designs Incorporated the 2018 EMNARI Contractor of the Year Award in the category of Best Residential Exterior. The project, also located in Belmont, transformed a previously nondescript existing entry enclosure with an entrance as grand as the 1891 Victorian home itself. Gallagher Remodeling built appropriate architectural forms adorned with Victorian elements to create a fresh and updated entry facade. The homeowners were thrilled with the results, President of Gallagher Remodeling Incorporated Roger Gallagher said. We're glad our peers in the industry also recognize the exceptional quality of the design and craftsmanship. In addition to the COTY award, Roger Gallagher was also presented with a special Member of the Year Award by EMNARI to acknowledge his ongoing dedication to the organization and support of its members. Gallagher Remodeling and GMT Home Design were presented with the COTY Award at EMNARI's Evening of Excellence event on March 28th at the Clark Showroom in Milford. This year, there were 100 projects submitted to, for COTY awards across 18 categories. A panel of 10 independent reviewers judged the project entries in a blind evaluation. Projects were judged on a 70-point scale with points awarded for how well the project met the client's needs and enhanced the functionality and aesthetics of the space, innovative use of materials and methods, the ability to overcome obstacles creatively, the craftsmanship displayed in the work, and the presentation of the project. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Cityside Subaru of Belmont donates to the Foundation for Belmont Education. Cityside Subaru of Belmont recently donated $32,600 to the Foundation for Belmont Education as part of the Subaru Share the Love event. Cityside Subaru selected the FBE for, for a fourth year as their local nonprofit organization to benefit from the Subaru Share the Love fundraiser. This year, Subaru of America donated more than $21 million 
to national and local charities for a total of $115 million through the history of the campaign. We could not be more excited about our partnership with the Foundation for Belmont Education. This is by far our most successful turnout for the Subaru Share the Love campaign. This year, with the help of our local customers and the community at large, we were able to shatter all previous donations amounts for the Foundation for Belmont Education. Thank you all who helped to make this happen, General Manager of Cityside Subaru, Nathan White said. In addition to the traditional Share the Love program, Cityside Subaru offered an additional discount to all Belmont public school teachers and staff who purchased a car during the promotion. Cityside Subaru is one of the FBE's investors in education businesses that donate more than $5,000 annually to the foundation. They, uh, they have better they have served as the primary sponsor of the FBE's annual Dan Schwarzman Memorial Run since it was established in 2013 and in 2017 provided a pace car driven by dealer and principal Rick White to lead the runners. To date, Cityside Subaru has donated more than $100,000 to the FBE. And now over to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Tune in to Community Conversations. All sorts of fun and interesting conversations with Belmont's new town administrator on Roger Colton's Community Conversations podcast this week through the Belmont Media Center. Patrice Garvin, who joined the Belmont staff in January, talks about how being one of nine siblings helps her in her job, how she manages a town government with 66 volunteer committees, how delivering municipal services has changed over time, how she and others are trying to ensure that the pipeline of future municipal officials doesn't dry up and many other things. Fascinating stuff. Listen in at belmontmedia.org slash watch slash community conversations 041218. Now, here's Max. Thanks, Claire. Second phase of Commonwealth Ave bridge construction project to cause delays this summer. The westbound side of the Commonwealth Avenue Bridge will be demolished and replaced this summer, so officials are warning residents of the travel impacts. Boston communities will have to prepare for another set of significant travel delays this summer as the second phase of the Commonwealth Avenue Bridge construction project rolls out. The Massachusetts Department of Transportation announced on Monday that intensive construction will take place from July 26th through August 11th as the westbound side of the bridge is replaced. The nearly 16-day construction operation is part of an ongoing $110 million bridge replacement project. Last summer, construction was done for 20 days to demolish and replace the eastbound side of the bridge and the Green Line architecture. This summer, all modes of transportation in the Boston University St. Paul Street neighborhood along Commonwealth Avenue will be impacted by the construction, officials said. That includes the MBTA, com commuter rail, and Amtrak vehicles that drive along Commonwealth Avenue and the Boston University Bridge 
and traffic on the Massachusetts Turnpike. Travel over the bridge for cyclists and pedestrians could also be impacted, though those computers will have full access on the eastbound side throughout the construction. Detours and shuttle trains will be necessary, the, Depar the Transportation Department said, for some stations on the Green Line B branch, MBTA routes CT2 and 47, the Worcester Commuter Rail Line and Amtrak's Lakeshore Limited route. Avoid unnecessary travel if possible, said MassDOT Highway Administrator Jonathan Gulliver, according to CBS. If you don't have to be here, you should be someplace else. It is going to be a very, very difficult three weeks as we go through this construction process. Commonwealth Avenue between Packard's Corner and Kenmore Square will be closed to drivers for the entire 15 and a half days from 7 p.m. July 26th to 5 a.m. August 11th. The BU Bridge will also be closed to vehicular and bus traffic during the same time period, open only for pedestrians and bicyclists. The Massachusetts Turnpike between the Alston Interchange and the Beacon Street overpass will be reduced to two lanes in each direction during peak hours from 9 p.m. July 27th to 5 a.m. August 6th. This area will then decrease to one lane in each direction during off-peak weekend and overnight hours. Mercury Recovery Program Mercury is an element that can be harmful to human health and the environment if not disposed of properly. Mercury is found in such products as thermostats, thermometers, button cell batteries, mercury switches, and fluorescent lamps. Please contact your local Board of Health or Department of Public Works for information on where to safely dispose of these items. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings Around Belmont.